you've just received God, why won't you let me preach? Oh, why won't you let me preach, Jesus? Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Why are you messing us up, Jesus? Oh, la ba candelele, la ba candelele. Oh, friends, you have no idea how much your pastor needs the glory of God. Oh, la ba candelele, la ba. Oh, everybody that works hard needs to drink hard. Everybody that works hard in the Lord's vineyard needs to drink hard. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we take another drink. We take another drink. Oh, Jesus, those who want another drink with me, just raise up your hands. I just sense God doing something. Oh, Jesus, take us, God. Take us, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we reverence your word, God. It's no disrespect to your word, oh, God. But without it, it's just the letter of the law. Without your spirit, it's just the letter of the law, and it kills. It kills, oh, God, but with you it brings life. Oh, just breathe fresh life in us. Breathe it in us. Oh, God, we made religion so corny, oh, God. Whoever told us to pray, to sing three songs, take up announcements and offering, pray a cute prayer, then preach, oh, God. Whoever told us to do that, God. Oh, have mercy on them and me for buying into it. Oh, without your glory, it's nothing, God. I know that, Lord, because I'm the one that makes these sermons. (laughs) God, they may not know that because they come and they hear me talk and it blesses them. But, God, they don't know, Lord. I just sit at my desk and do this, God, without your glory. It's just words, Jesus. God, they can't look to a man. God, they have to look to you. And, God, when they have that word at home, God, they don't have Pastor Joe there to, to be excited and preach about it, oh, God. They have to sense your spirit moving through those words, oh, God. Otherwise, it's just dry. It's, it's, just, it's just stale bread, oh, God. Oh, but, God, when you anoint it, it transforms our life. Oh, Jesus. You ever been around a drunk person and they just want to keep talking and talking and talking? You know, you ever been around somebody like that and they just, they, they, dude, that's how I feel right now with God's presence, man. I just can't stop talking about him. I can't stop looking at him. You know, I, I just don't want to get out of this, man. I want you just to think about the word of God for a minute with me. Like I'm seeing all this in such a new way. Just think about it. That word you're holding in your hands right now will change your life. That will change your life. Just that Bible by itself will change your life. The next few words that we read, just think about that. The next few words that we read will forever change your life. Now, now, be honest with yourself. Did you look at it that way, you know, last week, two weeks ago, like, oh, here is the greatest message of mankind. Did you look at it like that over the weekend? You know, while you were going to baseball games with your kids and doing whatever you do, barbecues, we were paintballing. You know, did you stop and think to yourself, I have... A message from God Almighty that changes the entire existence of this world. I mean, have you even thought about it like that? I mean, that's what we're about ready to read right now. You see how the glory changes everything? You see how the glory just gets his pastors on its knees before he even touches that thing? You understand what I'm talking about? Do you understand? Come on, somebody. Do you get this thing? Do you understand? That's the, that's, that is the message of God. Hear what it says. I don't understand how some of you can come to this church and hear what it says and don't do what it says. The Bible says you're a fool. 
You know how we call a person a fool you, in, a, in a American English? You're stupid. That's what the Bible calls you. You're dumb. How can you hear that and not do it? You are hearing the message of a living God. You are hearing the words of Jesus Christ himself. Now, everybody just raise up your hand and say this with me. Come on, raise up your hand and say, I will not be a fool. I will not be dumb, nor will I be stupid. (laughs) Amen. Now, don't be a say, and neither will I be a liar. (laughs) So I will do what this word tells me to do. Woo! Now let's give the Lord a hand clap and let's preach. Amen. I got two minutes. Do not think that I have come. Push, push play, brother, and it's going to be a real quick recording. Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or fulfill uh, the law of the prophets. We're, right now, we're going verse by verse through the book of Matthew, just to let you all know. So this is where we're at. Do not think I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. That means Jesus came to make a way for Gentiles, uncircumcised, Boricuas, you can get in. Amen? Some of I remember when my brother first got snipped. But you know what? I'll tell on you, brother, but if you weren't, if it wasn't for the cross, you wouldn't have got in, brother. You wouldn't have been saved. But he came to fulfill the law. I tell you the truth. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus is going to tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter nor the least stroke of a pen by any means will disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. You know what God is doing? He's accomplishing things right now. He is accomplishing things. You know why young people are getting saved, speaking in tongues and prophesying? Because that was a promise. And it won't disappear until it's accomplished. Do you know right now why me, a drug addict, ex-drug addict, rather, is your pastor is because the word of God is being accomplished that he will preach his word through the people that have no nobility they're not mighty in themselves they have no good reputation he will change them and use them and then he'll point at them and laugh and say ha 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 the world thought they had it figured out but I use even guys like Joe that's what he does amen verse 19 anyone who breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of God But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of God. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. There it is. Okay, so let's just let's just break that down. Now, remember, Jesus is talking to a group of people on a mountainside. He's going through it as a speech. It lasts about three days. They get hungry. Remember, he feeds 5,000 of them. We in this church have taken it verse by verse so that we can just really dissect it. But imagine you hearing this for the first time. You know what he was saying right here? It's he was saying everything that you saw the Jews doing, they do animal sacrifice. He says, I'm going to accomplish and fulfill that. He says, you see them celebrating festivals like Passover and all these other days. He says, you know what? I'm going to be your festival. I'm going to fulfill every one of those things. He says, you see them teaching that unless you have washed your hands, you can't eat. And unless you are ceremonially clean, you can't go into the temple. He says, I'm going to cleanse you on the inside. And you're you're going to be my temple. And you can go wherever I go. You're saying he was saying all of that and that right there. Yeah, he was. And I got 20 other verses to prove it. So if I got a clicker, I'm just going to flip through them with you right now. Take some notes. You got them right there on the back, some questions. And you can just answer them this week. You have the Old Testament. You have the Law and the Prophets. And you have Jesus. 
You have the old covenant plus Jesus equals the new covenant. So what does Jesus do? He then starts a new covenant. All of the things that the Jews were doing were of God. But he says, now look, I'm coming and I'm going to fulfill them. It doesn't mean he took them away. It just means he was going to fulfill the reason why they were there. What's a covenant? It's an agreement between God and man. The first covenant was God and Noah. It moved on to Abraham and lastly Moses. You remember Moses getting the Ten Commandments? The description of the Old Testament laws, there was more than just Ten Commandments. By the way, there was over uh, 300. There were moral laws. Do not do this. Do not do that. Do not lie. Do not steal. Do not uh, uh, lay with a woman that's in her period. There was a lot of crazy moral laws that we would never get by with today, but they were there. Sacrificial laws about how to sacrifice. Priesthood laws. Dietary laws. Civil laws. That was like if you were a homosexual, you get stoned. You know why we don't do that anymore? Because Christ fulfilled it. Number six, feast and holy day laws. Now, what would God do if the Jewish people kept that? He would bless them financially, physical. He would bless their family, spiritual safety, and to give them the favor of God. Everybody say, Old Covenant. Here's what it looks like right here. Old Covenant plus Jesus equals New Covenant. And it was prophesied in the Old Testament that there would be a new covenant. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. Everybody say, New Covenant. In the house of Judah, it will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers. So what does God say? I made a covenant with the house of Israel and their forefathers, but I'm going to make a new one, and it's not going to be like the old one. So everybody that says, why don't we stone homosexuals? Because the new covenant is not like the old one. And how many are thankful for that? Because they also stoned adulterers, too. And they also stoned thieves and liars. How many are glad you didn't grow up in the old covenant? Amen? Because they also stoned uh, rebellious children, too. So praise God for that. Okay. Verse 32, it will not be like the covenant I made with the forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant. So you understand this now. The reason why there had to be a new covenant, because they all broke the old covenant. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, hey, I'm a little better than them. I could have kept the old covenant. Let's see how you do. Okay. Has anybody ever told a lie? Okay. That makes you a liar. Has anybody ever stolen anything? That makes you a thief. Has anybody ever lusted after the person they weren't married to? Makes you an adulterer. Have you ever taken the Lord's name in vain? That makes you a blasphemer. Hello. Have you ever disobeyed your parents? little nudge from mom will help right now with the young people, right? So we would have broke it too. So he comes to make a new one because they broke it. And it says, they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them. Now, verse 33, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Do you understand why we just had two hours of Holy Ghost up in this place? You understand, I could have preached this like dry wood, and you all would have just said, Amen, Pastor, I learned a lot of head knowledge. But do you feel it and get it right now? Here's the point. They broke the law just like we break the law. And Jesus said, y'all ain't doing a good job at this. So what I will do is come down and die for those sins you have broken. I will die and become your sacrifice and give you a new law that you can keep. And he says, I will help you with it. Some of y'all getting it right now. Old covenant plus Jesus equals new covenant. Jesus did not just say, I'm done with the old covenant. No, he fulfilled it. What does that mean? He never told a lie. He always obeyed his parents. He never stole anything. Now watch this. He lived the life you and I couldn't live and died the death we should have died. Hello. 
He lived the life we couldn't live and died the death we should have died. That was the cross. And you're going to understand a little bit more. Now, here's all those scriptures I was talking about prophesying a new covenant. The first one, Jeremiah 31, 31, then Luke 22, 20. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So he says, there's going to be a new covenant at the last supper. He says, here it is. It's my blood. Three, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty five. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink of it in remembrance of me. 2 Corinthians 3, 6, Paul talking. says, He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter, what? Kills, but the Spirit gives. You see the difference? I could tell you all day, don't murder, don't murder, don't steal, don't lie. We'll accomplish nothing. If you, if you don't want to follow that, you'll never do it. But if you get saved, like how I got saved, not only will you be convicted about lying, you'll get convicted about cursing. You'll get convicted about looking across the woman at your job. Hello? Because it's of the Spirit now. It's not just a letter, bop, 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 don't do this. No, it is God in you saying this is wrong. And it's more than your conscience because how many people know you were okay with cussing? You never had a problem in your conscience with lying, some of you. Some of you never had a problem with, with having adust, uh, adulterous hearts. Hello? Even though you had a conscience. Conscience, you are still okay with it. So God is bigger in your conscience. He starts pointing out stuff you never would have thought were wrong. Hello? How about forgiving your enemies? You'll feel okay about hating somebody. Amen? But then inside of you, God says, here's the spirit. Don't have grudges. Forgive. There it is. Come on. I told you I had some scriptures. Amen? Fire of God. Here we go. Fuego. He, Hebrews 8.8. 8. But God found fault with the people and said, the time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Hebrews 8.13. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. That kind of makes sense, right? If you're going to have a new thing, that means you don't have the old thing. Is that right? They put out a new product, new Coke, whatever. You know, what he's saying is you don't need the old one anymore. There it is. By calling this covenant new, he made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete is aging and will disappear. Look at Hebrews 9.15. For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant. Mediator means goes between you and God. Who went between you and God in the old covenant? Priests. You need something, you go to the priests. Hello? You still got people wanting to do that with you. Hey, man, I don't want to tell them anything about what I did in dark secret corners. Amen? I don't want to tell Father Bob about what I do. Amen? It's just it's me and Jesus. Who's Father Bob anyway? Amen? Just take down that little curtain. Let's just talk face to face like a man. And then tell me what you do. All right, Father? Come on. Hello? Y'all getting a little, the stove's tapped on, but fire, fuego, you'll get, get over it, take another drink. Amen. Hallelujah. That those who are called may receive the promise to eternal life. I go to Jesus. I don't need his mother, his brother, all of his other buddies, just Jesus. Somebody say, just Jesus. Look now, now that has died. Why is he our mediator? Why do we only go to Jesus? As a ransom set us free from the sins committed under the first covenant. He died. To set you and I free from the sins of the law. We've all been lawbreakers. All of the Jewish people were lawbreakers. And he dies for those sins. Isn't that beautiful? Look at Hebrews 12, 24. To Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Now here's all the differences between the old and new covenant. 
You can just take time to look at this. I'll give this to you if you want these notes. Here's all the differences. Here's when the Old Testament was established on Mount Sinai. When was the New Testament established? On Calvary. Your books of the Bible divided between Old and New Testament. Old deal and new deal. Old way of doing things, new way of doing things. Are you all with me? Somebody say amen. Do we still use the Old Testament? Yes. But how do we know how to use it? Through the New Testament. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. You've got to get the tape to get that one. Amen? Mediators used to be priests. Now it's Jesus. Laws, law of Moses, teachings of Jesus. Initiation, it was snip, snip. Amen? How many are glad that when you get saved, we don't snip, snip you and we just baptize you? How many men are thankful for that? Could you just imagine coming forward? You love Jesus? Yes, I do. Okay, boys, bring them to the back. Snip it off. Woo! Sacrifices used to be animals. Now it's Jesus. Observances, Sabbath, feasts, and all of that. Now it's daily worship. What were the scriptures? The Old Testament. Now we got both. What was salvation? It was faith. I believe in God, but I do all these good things to prove I believe in God. Now in the New Testament, we've all messed up and jacked it up so bad. We don't try to win salvation anymore. We're just like, I quit trying. I give up. Jesus, save me. That's grace. That's faith. That's how we're saved in the New Testament. Do we live holy lives? Yes, we do. After salvation, not for salvation. Hello. Some of you all trying to be good to get saved. You'll never be good enough. You need to get saved to be good. Think about it. How was God looked at? He was on the outside. Here he is. Here he is. Let's go to the temple. Let's do this. Oh, God came in the form of an angel, but now he's on the inside. I feel his presence. I feel his presence. You feel his presence. That's why we can say drink and fire and fuego and receive, and it's just flowing from you and to you and all of that. Are you listening? Rivers of living water. The temple was a building. Now it's the body. Contrast. It was incomplete in the Old Testament. brought a lot of bondage. Now it's perfect and brings freedom. The expectation in the Old Testament was for the Messiah to come the first time. Now it's for Jesus to return again. How many believe he's coming again? Amen? Oh, I thank God for the word. Here are some feast days and holidays. Four of them were fulfilled exactly in Jesus' life and death and resurrection. When Jesus died, he fulfilled the Passover. When he was buried, he fulfilled uh, unleavened bread, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. When he rose again from the dead, he fulfilled the biblical holiday of first fruits. Fifty days later, when he poured out the Spirit of God, which we have right now, Fuego de Dios, he fulfilled Pentecost. The other three are we waiting for is, is the three that he will do when he comes back. Trumpets will sound. That means angels are coming down. The day of a atonement everybody will be brought before him to be judged and tabernacles is when we receive a new body all of those were jewish festivals somebody say jesus is good now you're all going to get this really simple old covenant plus jesus equals what are y'all living in amen would you stand up with me please i don't have time for all of that we'll have to read that later just look at this let me tell you where we left off we left off right here so we got that portion of scripture that portion, that portion, and that portion, and that portion, and then this, and that, and that. There we go. So let's bring us there. You know what this symbolizes right here? The fire of God over that temple. That was the first temple that the, the people of Israel had. You know that God was saying to those people, even then, he was saying, it's going to get better than this. That one day God would move inside of our hearts. So I want you just right now to close your eyes all across this place. We know mother's got to get home and get cooking, so I'm sorry for going a little late. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. But I want to give you a chance right now if you want to get right with God. 
Maybe somewhere in our two hours of worshiping, you already did. Praise God. Hopefully you did. Jesus, fire of God. He's still here. Trust me, I won't go another two hours and make you stay, but I feel Jesus here. And I want you to know that the presence that we feel is a privilege of born-again people. There's an old covenant and a new covenant with God. Some of you have always wondered why you have an Old Testament and a New Testament. Now you know. God had to give it for the people for a time to show them their sin, to show what needed to happen so that we would not be proud and think that we can live for God without his help. When they failed in those commandments, Jesus Christ came and said, it wasn't the commandments' fault, it was your guys' fault. But I will show you in flesh, as a man, that I can keep this thing perfectly. And then I will fulfill every one of the promises in the law and then just give it to you. Think about that. That would be like somebody graduating college, them giving you their degree, and it not just being a piece of paper, but literally being able to transfer all that information to you, kind of like just downloading it. That would be like somebody working their whole life and then just giving you all their money and just saying, here it is. I worked my whole life to save up a million dollars. Total stranger just gives it to you, but I'll give it to you. The Bible says Jesus was a total stranger to us. But he died on that cross so that there he would take all of my shortcomings, all of your shortcomings, and then just bring us a new deal. Because we couldn't get past the old one. We would have, you know, you know, like you meet these kids and I feel so bad for them. They get held back in grades. You know, it's like, man, I'm repeating the third grade for the fourth time, you know. You feel bad for them. You just want to like, hey, man, let's get you to the fourth grade. Let's get you to the next grade. You know what Jesus did? Jesus said humanity... You guys have been stuck in the first grade for almost 4,000 years. I'm going to get you out of this mess. And it comes by the Spirit. So here's how it works. Very simply, if that's you, I want you just to raise your hand wherever you are and just say, Lord, I step into a new covenant with you. Save me by your cross right now. And be saved right now. That's how it works. Amen. Be saved. Anybody need to be saved? Get saved right now. Just get saved. Just come to God. Stop working for your salvation. Give your life to Him. Confess all of those sins. As we're praying right now, you can do that. Amen? Get saved. Ushers, come forward uh, just with the offering baskets as we're going to close out in prayer in just a few moments. But I want right now just to keep praying. We won't belabor the service any longer, but those of you who have gotten saved, we're going to continue to worship at the end of service. Just stay with us. Hang out with us. Those of you that need to begin to prepare your offering, you can do so. But I want you to do so in the attitude of a new covenant believer. That when uh, we close out today and we do tithes and offerings, you're giving because you want to, not because you have to. Band, would you just come up here today? Thank you, Jesus, for a wonderful service. Thank you, Jesus, that today souls are being saved. Thank you today that your presence is in this place. Thank you today, God, that you changed us. You messed us up. Oh, God, just have your way. Jesus, those of you today that need the blessings of the new covenant, what we just did for the last two hours is how you get into that. Let's say this week you begin to feel lonely. You don't feel that God is with you. Just begin to come to Jesus, your mediator. You don't have to find a priest, a, you know, a fancy church. Just, just find Jesus this week and just go, Jesus, I feel lonely. And I need you. Oh, and just say, Jesus, I want to take a drink of the Spirit. I want to be filled with you and just receive it. 
excuse me, all those this week that you would just say, man, I, 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 I today, you know, I prayed for an addiction to be broken. But maybe you go out this week and you feel that temptation. You just come back to God because you're in a covenant with him. And just receive freedom. You know how I quit smoking? One day at a time with Jesus. You know how I quit drinking? One day at a time with Jesus. You know how many people have recovered from their illness and their sickness? Just one day at a time with Jesus. Just say, Lord, heal me. Use the doctors to help me. But heal me, Jesus. I'm counting on you just one day at a time. That's the new covenant. Hallelujah. Father God, I thank you today. Prepare to say, sing my soul longs for you. We're going to close out worshiping God. I'm not even nowhere near done receiving from God. I just, I want to tarry in his presence. I know some of you have to go. Don't feel bad about that. We bless you. But let's just pray as we leave out of this place. Let it just continue. Jesus, thank you for everyone here today. You set an option at the beginning of today's service. You did give us the choice. You said that religious service or your presence. (laughs) And God, we chose your presence. Now, Lord, some have to go and they got to get back home and they're going to have a great day today. Lord, I pray you just bless them. God, some that stay back and just hang out. God, just continue to pour it out, Lord. Just blow us away. And Lord, tonight as we do crossover and we hang out with young adults, God, do it again. And God, as we all go back to our jobs and do things Monday and Tuesday, that seems so unspiritual. Show us that you're there. Just show us. Do something just to show us that you're there. Bring your presence in that building on the job and just let us know, wow, man, I'm feeling God. Uh, Encourage us. As we read our words, speak to us. And show us that the new covenant, what you said there in Matthew 5, was about more than just saying we're not going to stone homosexuals anymore. It was saying we get to be best friends with God. And I'm a best friend today of yours. And I know my friends here today are, so bless them, Lord. In Jesus' name, if you love the Lord, can you say amen? Those that want to give to God, praise God, come forward. Those that want to worship, do both. The cafe will be open, but I know some of you just want to worship. Let's go deeper one last time today as we sing, My Soul Longs for You. Jesus.